I wonder if this verse came to Mary's mind. I wonder. I wonder at other times when he had sat at the table and she had saw him there. There's the king sitting at my table. And she thought to herself then, you know, wouldn't it be wonderful? I have that spike nerd. He's worthy of it. He is worthy of it. And it comes to this particular occasion, this day, and she has all planned out in her head. She has this desire to show the love that she has for him and how he is viewed in her perspective and signifying that he is her king. And she wants a spike nerd, the smell of it to be sent forth. It's a wonderful scene. But of course, in the presence of the Sovereign of the Lord Jesus Christ, she, she just wants to show an attitude of worship, isn't it? I mean, there's not really much in this except an expression of adoration and worship. And this is why it comes under criticism when you, you read on down the rest of John chapter 12. It comes up to be criticized. Judas is the one that begins. This could have been sold for 300 pence and given to the poor. In other words, for about a year's wages. The average annual wage at that time, that's how much it costs. It could have been sold for that and could have been given to the poor. Of course, he didn't speak that because he had any consideration for the poor, but he was a thief and had the bag. But of course, the disciples, they all jump in. They think, that's a good idea, Judas. You're right. And they all start criticizing her. And they all enter into murmuring. And the Lord comes and He stops it immediately because He sees it for what it is. They're backbiting. They're speaking ill. And He sees in her heart a real sense of worship before her King. And He defends her. And so the Lord actually cultivates this kind of worship. Expressions of, of giving abundantly to Him. Yeah, you, you imagine, take, take a year's wages, the average annual wage or salary in this part of the world, and you just, you just put it at the feet of the Lord and say, there you are, Lord. You're worthy of it. I mean, that's a big ask in any generation at any time. I don't know all the kind of, whether she had certain you know, sentimentality toward this box of spike nerd. It could have been in the family for years. So it's not just the value of it. It's a sentimental connection to it. All of that could be going on as well. But Christ is worthy. That's the point. And he, she, she shows us love for Him. And beloved, that is the kind of worship He is worthy of today from our hearts. There's no holding back. There's no saying, well, He can have this, but He can't have that. Whatever we have to offer, like Mary, we bring it before Him. And she, of course, she pours it upon His feet. Even His very feet, worthy of this precious ointment. Tremendous love, tremendous example. You see, Mary understood the sacrifice that the Lord Jesus was about to make. She grasped it to some degree. She knew she could never repay the Lord for what He had done. Never. She understood that there's nothing, absolutely nothing, that could ever measure up to what He is doing for her and is going to do for her. And so she simply comes with an attitude, everything I have, all that I am, it is yours. My beloved, is that the frame of mind we all have? Is it? Because if it's not, it's part of our confession as we come to the table this morning. Lord, I am not where Mary was. I'm holding back. 
I am not living in the light of your sacrifice. For some reason, it does not move me or motivate me or bring me to such a place of worship where I can just surrender everything and you can have it all. I have not been brought to that point. Lord, give me more grace. Forgive me this sin. Dear child of God, it is a sin, you know. It's a sin to continue on living as we thought of last Lord's Day evening, reaping all the benefits of salvation, all the benefits of what the Lord has done, but not like the other Mary, the mother of our Lord, not being prepared to just put our lives before Him and say, whatever you want, 